Shut up and sit down. This is off the wall. For some of our listeners who don't know yet, or maybe have missed it, we had a conversation about mental health on episode 26. If you haven't listened to it, please do. And one issue that came up was how it seemed that women, more so than men, had the ability to create a safe space among them where they could open up to each other and you know share their emotions and feelings. Versus the men, who even among close friends, I would say it doesn't really happen. Well, we have someone here today, Annie Nguyen, who deals specifically with men's mental wellness from his nonprofit, Kings of Hearts. And through this organization, he helps men open up by creating a safe space for them to talk. Because at the end of the day, men have issues too. But for some reason, whether it be society, media, or whatever, I'd say it's harder for us to talk about it. So Andy, welcome to the show. It's good to be here, you guys. Thanks for having me. And I, I always take up the opportunity to have this type of conversation. It's just a dialogue that we need to have more of. So thank you guys. Oh, yes, for sure. Especially after we had our other conversation on on mental health. From there, we, we decided we need to find someone to focus on, I mean, us too, men's mental health. And so that's why yep. I guess my first point here is, or my first kind of question here is like, Kings of Hearts, this name is legit. You know, where did you come up with Kings of Hearts and like kind of like what prompted you to start this? Yeah, man, I'll start with uh, before I get into the name, I'll start with how it all started. Mm-hmm. And the, the funny thing, it's it started by accident, to be honest. It was myself and three other friends. It was meant to be us gathering once a week to talk about business. So more like a business mastermind. And what ended up happening on our very first call where we all got together. It was at my previous company's uh, little office space. And we got there with the intention to talk about business. Everyone gets to share. One of one of the guys, he was he went through something rough in his life. Like he was not emotionally fully there to actually talk about business. And we could tell, like, we can tell he was off. And he, he really opened up. He was like, guys, like I, I can't show up fully for the business intention of today. I got something really heavy going on in my life right now. And it really prompted us to, to hold space for the guy. You, you, were, just talk, you were just mentioning about how women, women hold space so well. And for guys, I feel like that's an, an area of improvement for us. But it just kind of happened so naturally that we're like, hey, let's hold space for this guy. We didn't know what it was going to look like. Uh, he was just going through a really rough time. And we ended the gift that kind of was birthed out of that was what he was going through. Everyone in the room resonated with it at some level. Mm. And we, I think it was beautiful too, because we were all close friends. So, you know, there, there wasn't like a bunch of strangers in the room. We're all close friends, so we really sat and we really listened uh, to him without needing to fix him, without needing to solve a problem. The man just was feeling heavy. He needed to feel it. He needed to share it, and that was it. And so moving forward, the Tuesdays uh, following, 
we just didn't talk about business. We just went deeper. We talked about uh, our insecurities. We talked about our shame. We talked about our guilt. We talked about where we're at in our life, uh, what we regret. So we went really deep with conversations. And the, the funny thing is because now looking back at it now, because we went so deep and we were so consistent with meeting up and holding space for each other, the beautiful thing that kind of came out of that was our businesses actually benefited from us talking about our emotions and not holding things in, if that makes sense, right? So yeah. the whole purpose of having a biz business mastermind was totally fulfilled just in a whole different way. Fast forward like six months later, we, we got to a point where we had to ask ourselves this question. And the question was, you know, if, we, if our lives, our relationships, our business, our mental health benefited so much from just a simple meeting once a week, every single Tuesday, how many guys out there are walking around looking for, yearning for this type of connection and they don't even know it because we didn't know we needed it. Mm -hmm. You guys know what I mean? And so we're like, let's start something. Let's start something up. Um, the, the name Kings of Hearts comes from the heart. So like heart, basically like speak from the heart, mm -hmm. heart space. King being like, take the responsibility of our own power to mm -hmm. make a difference in our lives to be yeah. a king in our own lives you know what i mean so we kind of put those two things together and we got the kings of hearts i'll stop there but i want to hear <laughs> i want to hear what, what, what you guys think because I, th I feel like this might this may have tr maybe come up in your last podcast episode or something you know yeah i man that that i, I i'm you know I, I i give you guys mad props because i think that is you know to show that kind of vulnerability and coming together with good friends to be able to open up like that. Um, you know, I'll be honest, I don't think I've ever gone through that myself. And I feel like uh, there's times where I needed that. And, you know, to have that safe, uh, safe space to be able to, you know, just open up and talk about your deepest feelings um, is just so powerful. So I give you mad props to just being able to do that and, you know, being there for your friend. Uh, because I have had instances where, you know, my friends would just be like, yo, man up. Like, you know, mm -hmm. what are you, what are you crying about? You know, this is not bad. And sometimes I feel like that's, you know, I, I mean, I, I, you're looking for something else, right? You're looking for someone to just listen to you and hear you out and not just, you know, judge you or, or whatnot. And I think it's just great. I think what you're doing, uh, your organization, that is what a lot of us men do, uh, what a lot of us men need, uh, because often we just, you know, same thing, right? It's just, okay, I guess I got to man up, right? Like, mm -hmm. let's not burden people, right? And just, just deal with it. Just figure it out and deal with it. But really, I feel like sometimes we just need to open up and that's our way of somewhat coping and dealing with these things. Yeah, mm -hmm. man. I, you know, I, I hear you speaking and like, I remember back when I was like in my early twenties and I was going through a rough time. I remember my, my, my homies, they're like, let's just go drink. Mm -hmm. Let's just go out. Let's go. I'll buy you a shot or I'll buy you some drinks and let's just, let's just go and have some fun. And I think on the surface level, that sounds really good. Like th they had good intentions of like, hey, let's just get Andy thinking about something else. Yeah. But the crazy thing is like those things become become numbing. It becomes a way to numb 
mm-hmm. becomes a way to, to bypass or to ignore uh, certain feelings, right? And so it's really interesting now that we hold these men's groups, whether it's with the Kings of Hearts or with some other organizations that I work with, that I work with you know, there's no alcohol involved in these spaces, you know, mm-hmm. like the container is tight. It is intentional. So, yeah, um, but, but, but thank you, Lance, for acknowledging that, man. And for myself, I think the biggest thing that came out to me, Andy, when you were doing that intro to the Kings of Hearts was the fact that the whole listening thing, and you don't have to have an answer. Like you don't have to find like a, they're not expecting you to find a solution to their problem or something. They're just expecting you to listen. And that's something that even I'm guilty of. Like when people talk to me about their problems and stuff, I try to find a solution. I don't know if it's just my way of thinking, but I'm, I, I want to help and I'm trying to find a solution, but I should just, just listen and just feel, I guess, feel with them and, and, and not need to have something to be like, okay, well, you know what you should be doing? You should be doing this, 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 this. It, it doesn't have to be like that, you know? That's what's yeah, to man. know. Yeah, man. I think one of the best things we can do, this is like man or woman, when we're holding space for, for another person and they're they're sharing something vulnerable, it's just to, to look at them and be like, hey, I might not understand where you're coming from, but you let me know what you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you need? What do you need right now? I think I think this is massive because I I give you props for 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 listening to your friend and giving him that space, but I also give your friend props to opening up because I think that is just so hard for some of us to just you know say what's on our minds, say that hey look I'm going through something instead of you know just being a man go yeah no I'm I'm good I'm good and just you know hiding behind ourselves because that sometimes it's more detrimenting uh to us because you know we're trying to you know have this facade that you know nothing's going happening i'm i'm fine i'm good but in actuality no we we need help we we want help but we just don't know how to do it you know what i mean yeah it's it's programming you know like even with what eric uh said it's like it's kind of like second nature to respond with a solution. It's it's our programming. And it's also our programming to respond with, I'm okay, when I'm actually not okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What so why right. do you think why do you think there's this stigma? How does this how did this stigma all come about with mental health and men in, in your you know, with your experience? Yeah, I think a lot of the times, and this is like me working in groups and running events and coaching guys one-on-one, and it's something that I've noticed just like digging in a man's past to support him. I, we found out like a lot, of, a lot of the programming, a lot of the wounding that really happens comes from childhood where he was not safe to express his emotion or just be who he is, mm-hmm. you know? And a lot of the times that's the old generation and how they were raised. Yeah. It, it becomes a generation, it's called, it's like generational masculinity, right? It's like our father w- w- was raised a certain way or even our mothers were, were told a story about how men should be, mm-hmm. right? And so they mm-hmm. pass that and they project that onto us. And so I can only use my example the best. It's like when I, when I grew up, whenever I cried, my mom's like, she, would, she wouldn't discipline me for it, but she would say, hey, stop crying, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not appropriate for you to cry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um and you know like you guys like have you guys ever heard of this term called death by a million paper cuts? 
Yes, I've heard of that term. Yeah, I've heard, it's like, I don't know what it means. What does it mean? Yeah, it basically means like it's not one big thing that crushes us. It's a, it's a, an accumulation of small things, right? Mm-hmm. And so throughout our childhood, we can't remember this. We can't recall our entire childhood. Mm-hmm. There were probably so many instances where micro, like micro instances where we were told that it was not okay to express our emotion mm-hmm. and and it can come in many forms. And so there's, there is a subconscious programming for, for boys growing up. And, and if we're talking like Asian boys too, you know, like we're, you yeah. know, like the three of us were, were Asian guys, like growing yeah. up, man, th- there was no space for that. No, there was no space for that. Not at all. And, and you know what? The, there's there's a funny story. Like you know, I I have children. And my friends have children, and I see this a lot too. Right? This is these kind of like you say these like um you know uh we're maybe it, it's a it's a part of us. We we're we're not subconsciously conscious of of what we are doing or whatnot. But I hear it all the time. Right? Boys don't cry. Right? Come on, be strong. Boys don't cry, and. You know, and and often I see sometimes, you know, uh, uh, friends, their kids, you know, oh, he's okay. He's a boy, right? Maybe he falls and he, you know, hurts himself or something. And we, I often see this, right? It's just, you know, oh, don't worry. He's, he's a boy. That's how he's going to have to learn. He's just going to have to man up, right? And, and that's, you know, that's going to make him stronger, right? And, and that's that, I think you're right, right? That's that kind of mentality that, we've been drilling down to, uh, you know, our kids and they're now thinking, yeah, well, this is how it is. My, my dad said, no, we, I can't cry. I can't, I don't, you know, we don't talk about feelings. I got to man up. If I get hurt, I just, I got to suck it up. Right. You know, you know, bumps and bruises, you know, like that kind of, from the get go, we're learn to, to, to be like, okay, you know, don't cry. Right. It's just a cut. No big deal. You're a guy. But if it's a, if it's a little girl, all of a sudden, dads are all running to them, right? And they're going, "Are you okay? You know, oh, what's going on? Can I? What can I do?" But you know, I, yeah, I, I think that's a good conversation to have with everyone mm-hmm. is to open us up to go, "Okay, hey guys, this is maybe why the reason why some of us men we can't talk about things because we've been we've been you know somehow cultivated to be you know this person that." is should be emotionless some somewhat right yeah man i got and i've seen i've seen i've sat in a circle with men before many times and the there was like specific exercises that we would facilitate for these guys around vulnerability and we would go around the circle and and guys would be sharing things about their lives that they've never shared before Mm -hmm. and they honestly thought that they were going to go to the grave with the these things that they were sharing it it was just so scary for them to reveal that part of themselves and what we get them to do is we get them to share and then we and then we get them to pause for a second after the man shares and Mm -hmm. he gets to just be with what he just vulnerably exposed or revealed and then we ask the rest of the men around the circle who here has experienced something similar and then there'd be like six, seven, eight, nine hands raised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How healing is that for, for a man to think that he was going to go to his grave? Yeah. Thinking that he was the only one going through, through that thing. When now he looks around the room and there's five, six, seven guys who have put their hand up and said, me too. Yes. Me too. I, that's, that's so powerful, right? I mean, to think this whole time you were going through it 
by yourself that you were the different guy right that you know you couldn't take it but you know and you thinking like every other man's probably just taking it like a man but instead realizing wow no everybody's going through this or gone through this i mean that is that is some powerful stuff man powerful stuff yeah to have yeah. in a group setting too to have the man come out kind of get that heavy burden off his shoulder and be able to just share it that would probably i don't even want to imagine the wave of emotions that he must have been feeling when when that happened it, like yeah. that's amazing and yeah. i totally agree with the whole you grow up and it's society you know generation after generation we're taught to for men not to show our feelings not to show our emotions it's it's in films and stuff everybody all the guys are all portrayed as strong hard emotionless you know beings and you know and you wonder why you know when you talk to girls girls are trying to when they're dating with guys and they're they're asking them why don't you share your emotions and feelings with me or something and you wonder why it's because the guys have been <laughs> conditioned since birth to not share anything so yeah. i can totally relate to that and wow well, there, that's it's, yeah. it's really interesting to see how how times have progressed as well you know like there, there's a spectrum you know and and guys fall fall on that spectrum so on one end of the spectrum is that it's that that rigid man who is you know could come off very stoic or emotionless mm-hmm. and then and then nowadays there there are also a lot of very sensitive men uh and they're on the other end of the spectrum where they're they're exposing a lot sometimes sometimes too much right <laughs> too much and yeah, yeah it, it really is and it, and if we're talking about it in like a romantic relationship for example it's sometimes men treat their partners as if as if they're his therapist or something you know and, mm. and that's a lot that's a lot to carry on uh to take on as a partner like mm. our female partners um you know they want to see our vulnerability they don't they don't need to process all of it with us there are so many different resources there are so many different ways <laughs> so many different arenas we can bring that stuff to you know um so so yeah like there is like on one spectrum again there's one on one spectrum there's this rigid man but on the other and now there's also this sensitive guy right and so the thing is like we're trying to we're trying to teach guys how to access what part of themselves uh at what time you know there's a time and place for everything is kind of the mentality we take on so that that that's pretty good because I mean I I think I talk to my wife a lot and and I treat her as a therapist but uh, she's like man I said I I don't give a crap about you no no I know she's been she's been really good I mean I I can definitely see what you're talking about is you know sometimes maybe you know of course we want to always share everything with our partners um, you know in our lives but sometimes. Um, they might not be the best fit for for what we're trying to look for, right? And so I think having organizations like yourself and and other types of organizations or support groups, um, it may be something better because I know you know sometimes like you say, right? We sit there and if we sit with a bunch of guys, it's a little bit different than if you're sitting there with your wife or your girlfriend or something like that or your partner and talking about it. Where you, you know we almost become somebody different when we're 
sitting in different groups, right? So if you're sitting in a, in a group where maybe you don't know everybody, it's a little bit easier to open up. Um, and I guess if you're a person that opens up regardless, then it might not be too hard for you to open up anyways. But yeah, I definitely see what you're talking about, Andy. Yeah, and I was going to ask that question too. Is that the reason why your organization, it's it's focus solely on men? Because, I mean, when you started this, you could have had the option to do both men and women, but perhaps in a, say, in a group setting, if men were there, but there was also women, they may not be as, would you say that maybe they won't be as open or they won't be as vulnerable as if it was just all men and they know that it's all the same, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's, there. there is, so I'll give a little bit of context first around like Kings of Hearts. So Kings of Hearts, we're focused on men's mental health. And then our events kind of are categorized into two places. There, there are events that are just men. There are like experiences for just men. And then there are also experiences for both. I want I wanna, to kind of hit home on that because the, the perspective of women is crucial in healing the masculine. And so mm-hmm. we, need, we need both. However, yes. Now, now I'm going to address the other part of your question, Eric, around... Does it affect does it affect it when there's a woman in the room? For sure. For sure, yeah. I think one of my I don't know how he said it. One of my mentors, his name is his name is Phil. He said, he's like, if there's a room full of women and you and you and you throw a man in there, one man in the room, they might not even notice him. <laughs> okay? Yeah. But you have if you have a room full of men and you and you allow one woman to walk in, heads start to turn. <laughs> Right, yeah, and, <laughs> and and that is that is just the truth, and I think that's just our human nature. We can't mm-hmm. bypass that. I think that's just our human nature. That and, and it's not a it's not a I don't want to label it. It's a good thing or bad thing or better or worse or anything like that. It's just kind of what it is, you know. And we get to work with that a little bit, and mm-hmm. that's why it's so important to for for men to have both to have a space where there's women there so they can hear the impacts of of masculinity and, and of modern day manhood and the impacts it has on women. Cause that could also be quite motivating for a man to then inquire and look deeper and reflect on his behavior in his life. Right. What impact has it done on women? How, how does it make women feel? And it might not even be his impact, but it could be a fellow brother. Right. So yeah, like on one, on one sense, very important to have women speaking and telling their stories and, collaborating with them on this initiative of men's mental health and on the other end it's always the and factor and we got to get guys together with just men and we all got to sit around a circle and have a really strong intention intention with no alcohol and just go deeper we just need more of that yeah for sure Mm. i want to dial it back uh a bit and and start with something like you know how do you um you know, say, for example, someone, you know, like someone that hasn't experienced that or they think that they need uh, mental kind of support. <clears throat> what are what are some like of this key signs that that mm. we should be aware of? Right. That it's like, OK, like, you know, like let's use me, for example, like I, I think things are good and whatnot. You know, I don't think I need any help, but there could be some deeper things that are happening to me that I, I don't realize maybe, you know, I don't know, 
some some microaggressions towards the family or something like that and and I'm not realizing it but what are there some kind of key um you know signs to showing that maybe uh, I should be looking at myself go maybe I need to you know cuz I I don't know what it means if if for the first time I've never experienced something and I've never gone to these groups and I don't know what it is what what would you, your advice you know, be or like some of the signs would be to to look for uh, in yourself. You know, like I think we all experience at some level uh, loneliness. You know, and I think that a lot of the times we don't want to admit that. I think that's like a I think that's a scary thing to admit. Yeah. But if you if you feel a little bit lonely or you feel like you know there's even if there's like an inkling of something missing in your life, I would say mm-hmm. that the first the first thing that you could really touch on is what is my community like right now? What is my community like? And I think that's a good first sign. It's like when you have certain feelings and you're like, you're in your, and you're just, just in your, in your own mind about it, I would say, hey, get, get more curious about that feeling that you just had instead of just brushing it off. Mm-hmm. Get more curious about it. Who can you talk to about it? Are there communities out there that talk about this feeling or this experience, I wanna put it that way. Mm-hmm. So I would say like, that's a really good starting point, you know, and like, it, if it's really bad, you know, like, you know, if, if, if you're going through like a roller coaster ride, like one day you're extremely happy, the next day you're extremely sad, and like there's these extremes that you're like, you're, 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 you're having, I would say like, actually look into some therapy, right? Mm-hmm. And, and if you look into therapy, it doesn't mean that Anything is wrong with you. I, I always say you're you're getting curious about yourself, and is that is that a crime? Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not a crime. You, you're getting curious about yourself, and you're reaching out to different types of resources to do that. Um, you know, with Kings of Hearts, for example, like we we promote. We don't just talk about mental health. We we talk about this thing called mental wellness. Mm-hmm. Not. And the, the analogy I'd like to use is like just going to physical training at the gym, right? Like ideally, we don't want to wait till we have heart disease before we walk in the gym. We're, ideally, we don't want to wait till we are diagnosed with diabetes or, or high blood pressure or something in order to start working out and eating right and cleaning that stuff up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we apply the same, the same mentality with our emotional body, with our emotional health? Right. It's like, do do we need to wait for something to go wrong, a symptom before we go and and start flexing our our mental and emotional muscles? The thing is, it's just a lot of people don't even know what that looks like. Right. So then they don't even go there. So I would say like, yeah, there are signs feel like there's a lot of feelings that you can inquire and get curious about, but also don't wait for a sign. Yeah. Don't wait for a sign until you, you, you prioritize and start taking a little bit of action around your mental health. Then it's just not, it's, nothing has to be wrong. Really uh, want to like hit home with that. I, I agree with you. I, I mean, I look at it like, like you're saying, right? Let, let's be proactive, right? Like, you know, people are, are taking vitamins not because they're sick, because they want to be proactive. They want to, you know, I want, uh, you know, vitamin C. I want to, you know, I want to keep my body healthy. And I think you're right. We got to look at mental health the same way. We got to be proactive. 
Yeah, Andy. So um, I had this other question here is, you know, how do we bring awareness to men and mental health? How do you think there are uh, some ideas that we can bring awareness to to communities around us? Yeah, you know, I think a really great way to bring awareness, and I'm a I'm a simple guy, you know, like there's there the the solution to or the way forward is never it doesn't have to be complicated, it doesn't have to be grandiose. I think a, I think a really good awareness piece is to when you're engaging with a guy friend, a brother, a father, a son, a partner, just sit sit them down and just be like, how are you really? How are you really? I'm going to say that a lot of guys are waiting are waiting for that type of question. Again, whether they know it or not. That's really good awareness. It's really great awareness. Mm-hmm. Second piece, there are so many men's movements happening right now. So many different organizations, so many podcasts, so many coaches and leaders. There's somebody out there that's going to resonate with the man in your life or yourself when it comes to talking about feelings and emotions. And so start looking into really great resources. Like this episode, once it's launched, this is going to be a really great resource or maybe even door opening conversation for a lot of guys. You know, the, the that saying that I mentioned to you earlier, death by a million paper cuts, it can also work the other way around mm-hmm. of, of the positive spin on it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's like, can we can we approach this mental health topic for men from small actions compounding to to great change? Yeah. So, I would say it's the small things. It's it's pick up that book. Mm-hmm. Ask someone how they really are. Look into some some of those men's movements and just start absorbing that that information. And what'll end up happening is something is going to shift inside of you. You don't know when you don't know how, that's okay. Something's going to shift inside of you and you're going to feel a calling. You're going to feel a calling to go a bit deeper and you're going to, you're going to seek out the direction that fits you. Yeah. yeah. At least that's my, at least that's my vision, man. Like that's my hope for, for men. I totally agree. Cause, and you know, not many men out there ever really take the time as well to just sit by themselves and just shut everything off and just think about what's going on in their life and just say to themselves, you know, spend, spend like, like a, a 10, 20 minutes just sitting there and just think about like, is everything all right with my life right now? Am I, like Lance said, am I, am I being microaggressive? Do I feel like I'm lashing out a lot? Is there something going on that's not making me sleep at night? Just, and if you feel like from that something's not right, and that would be the time for you to be able to be proactive about to seek some form of therapy, or like you said, maybe you should also go listen to some podcasts like this episode. You know, see what what issues are going on, and see if this should be addressed now. Because if it's not addressed now, it's gonna boil up, and the consequences later on that will might might be very very bad is what i'm going to say right yeah I, I really love that you mentioned you mentioned all that it's like a it's like a pop can being sh- being shaken right every time we we swallow our emotions and, and not speak out about it we give that pop can another shake 
and it's going to get to the point where it's going to, you know, we all know what happens to a pop can when it's, when it's shook, right? It explodes. Yeah. So uh, we don't want to get there, right? But, you know, Lance, you said earlier, let's take a proactive approach to this. And so like there, there's just, there's so much, there's so much resources out there more than, more than men can know. I, I agree with you. And, you know, I, I myself, you know, just have been looking at mental health at, at a, you know, just a total different light. And, you know, I've been calling some of my friends up and, you know, just seeing how they're doing and, you know, just making sure that, you know, telling your friends that awareness, right? Like, hey, look, I'm here. I'm, I'm willing to listen, you know, and just sit here and be a friend and you can open up about it, you know, and, you know, for me, it it's, you know, I've, I've, you know, watched a lot of things happen in my life. And I know that there are friends out there that are going through, uh, you know, some depressing times, some stressful times. And I think just knowing, and I'm, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad that we have things of technology now, like podcasts and YouTube channels and all of these different ways of uh, getting these communities out there. Because, I mean, for me, back in my days, we didn't hear of any of this, right? I mean, newspaper? No. You know, I, I again, it was probably shunned upon if you were to talk about men talking about their feelings. It'd be like, you know, come on, you're a man. You can do better. But I'm really glad that there is, like you say, there's this big movement about men's mental health because it's Israel, right? And, you know, I, I've had friends that have, uh, you know, committed suicide. And you're just thinking, how bad was it? You know, how what happened? How did it get to this part? And I think we, as people, we need to, you know, try to recognize some of that and just be there, like you say, like, that's why I say I give you props to you, your friends, you know, to just sit there and listen and be that ear so that people can vent. And like you say, we're not looking for solutions, but we're just looking to say that, look, someone's here with you. Even if it's just me listening to you, I'm here with you. I'm ready. If you need help, I will try to do what I can to help you. And I think that's, that's really important. So good on you again. Thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah, and you know, there's a ripple effect that happens when guys walk into a safe container where, where they're exposed and they start experiencing different things around their emotions. Right? Um, it becomes a ripple effect because how how the new way that these guys are being communicated to, that's what they're going to carry forward in their lives. So they're going to start talking to their kids uh, with that level of awareness, with that level of sensitivity. And and our kids are going to speak to their kids in in such a way, hopefully too. And and this is where we can begin to to shift to shift that that narrative, right? Yeah. Because it's 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 interesting, you know. There's you know on one end there's so many like resources out there. We just said like podcasts, books, but why are the suicide rates? Why, why do they keep going up mm-hmm. for men? Mm-hmm. Why do they keep going up? And, and, I, and I would also say, like, you know, there's a lot of information out there, but it's only information when you keep it in your mind. It doesn't become wisdom uh, until we act on it. You, you guys feel me? Like, we have to, we ha- whatever we listen to on a podcast, whatever we read in a book or, or hear in a seminar, we have to learn ways to, 
to to act on those things and start to integrate that into our life. Otherwise, it just stays in our mind and it never really drops down anything below that. And I think that's just a theory, you know, I've never really said that out loud before. So I thought maybe I just put that out there, you know, like it's crazy. Yeah. It's Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry Lance. I was just going to say it's to me it's the communication. You have it mm-hmm. on your head. You reading that not you reading it from books or listening it from podcasts, but I feel like you're still you still have it all in your head. I feel like if you were to just communicate it out to people in a safe space, that just that stance alone just helps you breathe. You can take a deep breath from there and say, I've I've communicated out to somebody else and it's not all in my head. I think I don't know, Lance, what about you? Like I think to me that's that's the biggest thing. Yeah. I mean for me, I think it's just I, I it's just great, I think, that we have so many channels now. And again, yes, at least it's consciously in our minds that we're talking about this and saying, Hey, look, it's okay. It's okay to talk about your feelings. And instead of us three guys sitting here going, you know, man, man the F up, you know, come on guys, don't be a pansy, right? And no one's saying, Hey, look, it's okay, man. We're we're humans, right? We're human beings. We have feelings and we should talk about it. If, if there's something bugging you, if you're not happy about something, and even, hey, you know what? Talk about the happiness too, right? Talk about what makes you happy, right? Talk about those emotions and be okay about that. Mm, so, you yeah. know, that's, I think that's key, right? So, yeah. But yeah, I love that. I, I think there's like a stigma that if men, if men talk about their emotions or they, if they become vulnerable or sensitive, then they, they're less of something else. And I think that we got to we got to we got to slap those guys up and tell them like, "Yo, man, like just cuz you share just cuz you just shared something vulnerable or you cried or something like that doesn't make you less than of anything." Yeah. If anything, you're you're becoming more whole. Not at all. Yeah. I I agree. And I think like again I say, you know, for your friend to have courage to talk about their feelings. I think it's it takes much more of a man to talk about your feelings than than a man that hides it, right? It takes that much more courage for you to do that because it's easy hiding it. It's easy to just, you know, leave it behind and show nothing. I think that's easy, but to be sharing those and being vulnerable, that is hard in my you know for me even for me i think that's super hard for me and i you know i don't typically talk a lot about my emotions but i i think if i was given the chance more i definitely would be talking about it and you know thank god we have like a a podcast like this to be able to share some of my my own you you know experiences (laughs) but um definitely and i think this should be uh um you know, a warming call to to men that yeah. hey, it's okay, guys. We can talk about these things now, right? Yeah. Can I, can I ask you guys a question, just out of curiosity? Can yeah. you guys recall recall an experience or something in your past where, like, specifically where you felt like you needed to express some emotion, but then it was just not safe to do so, whether it was of your own narrative or someone around you saying like, hey, that's not cool. Hmm. I mean, for myself, there was a point where 
let's just say like everything was coming at me all at once, you know, and it just, for me, it wasn't that there was, it was, there was like the, the people around weren't right. It was just that there was no one around, hmm. you know? And so, yeah. and for me, I just, I guess I just wanted to let it, to let it out. But I, because there was no one around, I just couldn't, I just, just kept it, just bundled, bundled it all up in my, in my head again. Like I can't, I, I, I can't like exactly remember all the little different, like they used to the thousand little things that kind of like pushed up, but it, to me, it hit up to a boiling point and it was just tough for me. And eventually I did let it out to myself. <laughs> so like there was no one around, but but yeah. it, it was it was it was tough. You, even even when you're alone, it's tough. I don't know from the way I grew up, which is basically just to be emotionless and 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 just nothing. Like so, it, it was it's it's tough for me. It's it's still tough for me. You know. Yeah. 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 I mean, for me, I I I think I think of myself as a pretty emotional guy. I I, I do like talking about my feelings and stuff, but to find that safe space right with who a lot of times like you say my friends did the same thing to me yo let's go party then man you know have oh man you broke up with that girl let's go man let's you know let's go drink man we'll get messed up and you know don't worry about it right <laughs> what you know plenty yeah. of fish in the sea right you, you keep hearing that <laughs> but yeah. oftentimes who who do i end up running to i i end up running to like I, i'm lucky my brother's always a good listener for me but I end up running to uh, some female friends because I feel like they're good listeners, right? And and they'll listen to me. They'll you know they're really into that part, right? Where you're opening up to them, and that's where I kind of you know found some of my safe spaces back in the day, right? When I was going through you know times where you needed to talk with someone because yeah, it's a, you know some of my friends were just you know. Unfortunately, right? Again, I think it's just, it's not their fault. I'm not saying that that's, you know, who they are. It's just that it was the time then, right? It was just, hey, man, this is what we're going to do. Because again, maybe that's what we just grew up learning. Like, oh, that's how my dad did it with me. Just, I don't know. Or, or maybe not my dad, but you know, my friends, right? They that I, I went through bad times. So they just took me out and yeah, I kind of felt okay. So I'm, I'm going to do the same with you. So we're just not we just didn't have the ideas about oh let's sit down have a coffee let's talk or or go somewhere to to have that safe space so yeah mm-hmm. and speaking of safe space so when you have your sessions like how does that session work and like how do you like how how do you organize the sessions and and what goes on in these sessions and how do you kind of get new members who it's their first time and they're coming in with a large group of men how do you get them to to open up yeah so um i'll speak specifically to samurai brotherhood like the the organization uh that that i that i work with in leading men's groups because that's probably the most consistent one that i have around getting men in groups it's literally once a week every single week Mm -hmm. and so and I love that you asked this question because that's a really common one. It's like, so what happens in these groups? What happens in these circles? Like, what do you guys even do? Mm-hmm. So, bas- so basically, like, you know, are you talking about like when a man first joins or like kind of on a week-to-week basis? Uh, when a man first joins, 
for cool, yeah. any of our listeners out there who are thinking of joining that is yeah yeah cool so when a man first joins he uh it's it's quite intimidating so i'll just say that like mm-hmm. to to jump on a zoom call or to be in an in-person group and look around the room and look at like nine ten eleven new faces mm-hmm. men of all ages right it's intimidating acknowledge that feeling that you have it's okay <laughs> mm-hmm. you're right where you're supposed to be you know and and so what we do is we get um, we get him to to talk a little bit, we do a little intro for him, and we get him to l- talk a little bit about himself, a little bit more on like the surface level. Okay. You know, who are you? Where are you from? Why? Like, what called you to this space? Like, why are you? Like, why are you here? You know, like, mm-hmm. what part of your heart needed this uh, that your mind maybe doesn't even understand yet? You know. Mm-hmm. And. And then what do you bring? What do you bring to the, to the group? Because it's also really important. It's like when, when a man comes into a group and we all sit around a circle once a week, it's a collaborative thing. It's not, a, it's not just about one guy or one or two guys or there's not there's no like speaker, you know what I mean? Like everyone mm-hmm. here is on an even playing field. And so what, what do you bring to the group? You know, based on your own life experiences, what do you think you bring in? It's, it's beautiful to watch a man express why he's here, what he needs to receive, and mm-hmm. also to, to see a man begin to take ownership of his power, of, of what he can contrib- contribute to. Mm-hmm. Because on a micro level, when a man can begin to acknowledge his contribution, to something small like a relationship or a men's group he can then begin to magnify that and and start asking questions of how can i contribute to the world right mm-hmm. and it, it, it's all connected it's all connected you know and so we get him to talk a little bit about himself and then the the, the second part to that is um he stops talking and then we get the rest of the men to ask him questions now that's a powerful that's a powerful approach to ask questions. It sounds so simple, right? But, uh, you know, it's just guys asking questions to go one or two layers deeper. The, the thing about a men's group or a men's circle is everyone that sits around you is essentially a mirror for you. And perhaps this man that's sitting across from you can see something uh, just maybe based on his own pure curiosity can see something in you that you can't see in yourself. So when, when, when he asks a question and he's asking from that place of help, helping this guy, this other guy go deeper than he mm-hmm. is currently at, I think that's beautiful, right? And so we get these guys to ask each other questions. Um, and these guys are like, you know, the container again, is tight. So it's meant to be deep, you know, like they know that they're here not to ask, hey, what'd you do last week? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You know, the, the guys are asking, what did you eat last night? No, it's like, you know, it's more like, yo, man, like, if you were to die tomorrow, what's something that you would say to your kid? <laughs> oh, man. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. deep, yeah, deep, and, and, and there's no right or wrong answer. It's just like, it's more like, ask the question, and then allow the man who is receiving the question to feel what's happening in his body. It's not even about the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about what did that question trigger in you? Did you did you feel defensive? Did you feel 
uh, stuck, like in your mind, trying to overanalyze the question? Did you feel hesitant? Um, did you feel a wall come up? Like that's the more important aspect of this work is it's not so much about the answer. Yeah. It's more about the experience that's actually happening in your body. Man, you know? I, I love that. I love that. That's just like, you know, self-discovery, right? Like just mm-hmm. finding out about yourself just by people asking you some of these deep questions, you know, and sometimes I think this is, you know, what life is about. It's just about discovering who you are and you don't even know who you are until different experiences hit you. So that is, yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I still remember every girlfriend I've ever had always asked me that one question. If, if I fell in the ocean and your mom fell in the ocean, who would you say first? These are those questions where it's like, now I know these where these deep questions come from. It's always hard, man. You find yourself, you find yourself in, when you answer that question. So, so I, I, mentioned, I love that. So I mentioned to you guys earlier, like, you know, one thing that like an experience in a circle that a guy can have is just to go around a circle and share something vulnerable, right? So, so, can I give some more context to that process or to that exercise? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's, for sure. it's quite powerful, yeah. So basically what we do is every guy around the circle, you know, it's, it's popcorn style. So it doesn't go in like specific order. Popcorn style being like, you feel called to share? Sure, you know. And the, stru- the structure of that exercise is they complete a sentence stem. So basically guys are completing the sentence, literally the sentence. They're saying something that I don't want you to know about me is... Mm. something I don't want you to know about me is. So basically they're kind of like going into the, the deep, dark, you know, archive of like, what's something that I don't want people to see or know about me. And can I share that in the safe container right now? You know, and when you stick to that, that structure mm-hmm. and guys, and you, you allow maybe like a 15, 15 minutes just to keep guys, just keep going. It yeah. gets deep. Mm-hmm. It gets deep. You know, because at first it's sort of surface levelly because guys are like, oh, I don't want to be the first one to share something deep. So it's like they share the truth, though. Like, you know, there's like the right hand is up beforehand. Be like, you got to share the truth. You can't just make shit up (laughs) and and you can't you can't commit or confess to a crime or something here. You know, that's there. There are boundaries to that to that process. So guys understand, like, you know, there's I got to speak truth, but it gets deep. It gets deep as you keep going, you know. Something I don't want you to know about me is fill in yeah. the blank, you know. When, when guys answer, there's always like, there's like the surface answer, and then there's like a wall. There's like maybe like five yeah. tiers, five levels, and then maybe around you go back, maybe one other guy starts to go into a level two, and then you're like, yeah. well, this guy's going to level two. I gotta answer a little. Maybe by the end of the session, you're delving deep, eh? So that's yeah. that's a really good way to get especially newcomers to start opening up because they you know they're coming in they're coming in with full guards. They're coming in with everything. They're not ready to share anything, right? I'm assuming. So Yep. And and even that exercise is probably not like right off the bat. You know, when I lead a group, I, I'm quite mindful of like if a man is only 2 weeks in, like we're not we're not going to do that process quite yet. That mm. one's a little bit more raw, you know. Mm-hmm. The guys are guys are pretty. You know, they're feeling stuff in their chest and their body. 
tears are flowing celebration as well for sure this joy of like yo i just i just released some of that pressure valve you know but again like for for newbies for new guys it's like just get in a group and just start talking about your life on a deeper level you know it doesn't have to be revealing any secrets or anything it's just you know like and and even if a guy's quiet for like a month or two or three that's okay he's yeah. just taking it in you know um so, some new guys get a you know they get hard on themselves because they're like well i haven't i haven't said much i'm like dude man you're exactly where you need to be dude if you're if you feel quiet today mm-hmm. it's all good as you're here yeah. you showed up yeah. yeah you showed up that that is that is even that's more than half it's, the the battle you know yeah it's just it's just crazy in my mind to know that a man can share more with a group of basically strangers maybe after maybe several months than they could share with friends that they've grown up with over a lifetime just because of the the different dynamic that's that's going on right it's just it's just crazy you know and yeah Yeah. depth depth of connection knows no time Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't there's no time that you can put on depth it's just that's how you know like i I run an online group there's Mm -hmm. 10 of us i've never met any of them we've been (laughs) like in person you know like the guys are from all over the world never met any of them in person yeah and we're tight we're tight and i know that when we do meet in person because i've had that experience before of of being in a a, an online group for a year and then meeting these guys for the first time in person Mm -hmm. it's incredible it's incredible you know that's that's so awesome so these kind of groups like are like i guess they're they're probably virtual now because of covid uh but are, are these groups happening all around the country all around the world everywhere awesome dude yeah like the group that i uh, run every tuesday morning Mm -hmm. there's one guy in russia one guy one guy in the uk one two guys in florida two guys in california one guy in texas another guy in pennsylvania and i'm in mexico like it's you know and one guy's on vancouver island nice it's everywhere yeah And like, is there, is there costs for these kind of organization or is it completely like? Depends. Depends okay. on the organization. Yes. Yeah, some, some charge uh, and some don't. I know that. So Kings of Hearts, we have a group that we run virtually uh, twice a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one costs, uh, it's like a one fee retainer. Okay. And it's, it's basically a donation actually just to the, cause we're a non-for-profit, the for Kings sure. of Hearts. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the Samurai Brotherhood is a monthly membership, so okay. it's like a hundred bucks, hundred bucks a month. Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. It just I just feel like I I, I want to be a part of some of this, uh, you know, because you know it's it's just hard to find, like you say, right now a safe space, and I've not come across anywhere where you can have a safe space to kind of talk about your emotions, right, and not. Again, right? I think it's going to be hard. Don't get me wrong. I think, like you say, it's going to be intimidating. Um, but definitely, I think if you, you know, if I can anyways go through that process, I I think I can learn a thing or two for sure about myself. Yeah, man. Yeah, we can exchange some uh, links or something after. I could send you guys a bunch of stuff uh, that you can also provide to your listeners too, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, thank you, Andy, again for coming in. To, I mean, I'm not even going to lie that when you first did the intro there, I started tearing up a little. Straight up when oh, you were kind of going Thanks deep. You, when yeah. you were going deep in there, I actually was like, I mean, they didn't fall down, but they were, they were, they were rumbling up in, the, <laughs> up, in the, rumbling. up in the eyeballs up there. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> the tears are rumbling. I love it, man. Thank exactly. you so much. Dude, thank you so much for, for, uh, for sharing that. Like, uh, I, I like to stop for a second and like acknowledge a man for that because sometimes we can quickly, we can quickly sometimes even wrap those little things around with a little bit of humor, mm-hmm. which is, I think, good looking at it uh, from a distance. But when we when we quickly write things off with humor, we're not yeah. fully acknowledging for for what it actually is. So dude, like, mm-hmm. I acknowledge you, man, for for those tears that were rumbling yeah. in your eyes, like that were just there, you know? I truly acknowledge that. Yeah, it was, and I hope that, you know, our listeners out there, they felt, the uh, the men out there, women, women too, you know, they they heard your words and they can feel like, you know, st- that there are tools out there and there are groups out there because I'm going to be honest, actually, before I, you know, this episode and we, we, I met up with you and found you, I actually didn't know that there were specifically men's groups out there. I actually, I don't know about you, Lance, but I actually did not know there were. So to find you, like your group, your organization here is awesome. And for our listeners out there, like if they want to get in touch and they want to find out more information, like how would you suggest they get in touch? Like just go to the, your email address. What what would be the email address? Uh, yeah, the email address. Honestly, you can reach out to me directly. Like mm-hmm. I, I want to, I really want to promote like an open door policy here, right? So my email address is Andy at Kings Hearts, both plural dot com. So Andy at Kings dot com. And uh, just reach out to me. The other mm-hmm. way would be to jump on our social medias. Uh, there's the Kings of the Kings of Dot Hearts for the Kings of Hearts. There's the Samurai Brotherhood, which is all all one word. And for my own personal one is the Conscious Masculine. Mm-hmm. And I know that you you also host a podcast. Can you also give a little breakdown of what happens in your Kings of Hearts podcast as well? Yeah, yeah, I love that. Thanks for bringing that up, man. Uh, it's a project that we started uh, last year. It's still quite young. And essentially, we were just thinking about different ways to, different platforms that we can continue to have this conversation. And we felt like a podcast was like perfect. You know, it was myself and my business partner, Yanuqua. And we're like, let's just make this another safe space that we can continue this conversation and have people on and talk about specific topics that are applicable to the average modern day man, whether that's about his masculinity in terms of his body image, or maybe his masculinity, his masculinity in regards to how he shows up in sport and athletics growing up, you know, mm. or love. Mm. And we, we, we've even, we've even had females, female guests come on talking about the, the, the pain that they've been through in their life that was inflicted upon them uh, due to um, men that were hurt that just didn't know how to process. Mm. And they and they and if a man does not process, he will project, and mm. that projection will look like violence or will look like fill in the blank 
thing, right? So we get we get women on the podcast talking about their experience experiences too, because us men we need to know the the impact that our fellow brothers have made their mistakes. We learn we learn from those, and we also got to learn about what we're capable of, and we're, we're capable of a lot of greatness, but we're also capable of a lot of hurt. And we need to be able to begin to take ownership of that, if you guys feel me. So our podcast is really about getting into those deeper conversations. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Thank you again, Andy, for sharing, you know, your your stories with us. And, you know, again, thank you for, you know, uh, providing these safe space for for men and for women because um, I'm definitely going to look you guys up and you know hopefully get into one of these sessions here because I I definitely think that I, I would love something like that yeah well the next time we, we have an online event where we talk about a specific topic uh, we have both men and women in there you guys got two two passes on me awesome yeah. awesome yeah. oh yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you, and Andy. And for our listeners out there, when we post up the episode, I'm going to include all the links on our synopsis, our little blurb there on Spotify. And, you know, for anybody else out there who also has topics they want to talk to us about, offthewalk.info at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at offthewalkpodcast for any new episodes that we'll be releasing there. And finally, if you'd also like to give a little something to us to keep the lights going, you can for sure. You'll be able to find it on our link tree on our Instagram there. But uh, until next time, come walk with us again. Thank you. See you guys.